Welcome to the 2023 Wacker Slaps Division I American Radiohead Championship, where 16 red-blooded American alt-slash indie bands and musicians go head-to-head to settle once and for all the fiercest debate in all of music. Who is the American Radiohead? I'm your host, Caleb. And I am joined by my play-by-play player and a color commentator so colorful. He's in rainbows, baby. Welcome, fellas, to the madness. Oi, this is Noah. I thought this was me. Who the American motor, Ed? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm Adrian. I'm your friendly producer. And I'm a reasonable man. Get off my case. Wait, what is that a reference to? That would be Amnesiac. Amnesiac. Oh, Which yeah. is an album, but... <clears throat> okay, I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good yeah. album. That's probably my most off-listened to Radiohead album, I must say. You gotta love a rock star moaning about how he's a reasonable man. <laughs> rock star. Famously reasonable. Yeah. Sex, drugs, and reason. <laughs> Wasn't that uh, a... Uh, that's like a Bill Maher quote or something. Yeah. Woody... Uh, Woody Allen movies, movies, Sex, Woody. Drugs, and Reason. No, a reasonable man <laughs> like Joaquin. Oh, oh was it? Oh, I boy. watched that. One of the clunkers. Uh. Yeah, it's it like kind of one of those more noirish pictures. Not good. Not good. All right, moving on. All right. Well, <laughs> welcome everyone to our March Madness style tournament that we're doing to determine who the American Radiohead is. Uh, you know, a debate so common. That people were just begging for us to do this, you know, five episode uh, cycle about it. So here it is. Yeah, we're in uh, round one, the uh, Sweet 16, the Pablo Honey portion of the tourney. So, yeah, we're kicking this thing off fucking right, right here, right now. So, yeah, if you don't remember from our little uh, episode last week uh, where we kind of gave everyone a preview of what was going on. Um, we'll lay it out again. So basically 16 bands are going to eight on the West coast, eight on the East coast uh, with some weird exceptions here and there. <laughs> uh, um, we'll be facing off against one each other one-on-one and yeah. And a band will emerge from each competition to go forward into the, into the next round. So if you're familiar with, you know, NCAA college men's basketball, college women's basketball championships. Uh, it's basically like that. And uh, yeah, after uh, four rounds, we'll have a winner. The band that yeah. can uh, will be hoisting the the golden microphone, despotic bear, whatever that, <laughs> whatever we want to call the trophy. What's that? What's that mascot called? It'll be the uh, golden. Bear. Yeah, the despot bear. So it'll be like a yeah, it'll be a golden despot bear. That's that. That's what we'll call the award. It'll be the golden distortion pedal. Yeah, golden whammy, chaos pad, chaos pad. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So yeah. All right. Cool. Kick it off, Caleb. Tell us who's going up against in the West Coast. Well, before we get into that, though, let's. Oh, we have a little bit of a kind of a, a well, we we. In the time since we released our first episode, we've come up with a few other names. We've talked to a few people and 
we're just been throwing a w- around a few ideas of what may have been. So these are these are bands that we thought maybe may have slotted in here, but just for whatever reason we didn't uh, we, we didn't fucked it up. We fucked it up. Yeah, that's it, folks. We fucked it up. Yeah. We fucked Big it up pretty oversights. bad. So here's here's some bands that we just uh, you know that we think could potentially have fit into the bracket. So what what do you think? Well, no, give us one. I had a Yola Tango. Now that I thought about it, maybe should have been in there. So you did not have that. Yes. Yeah, I dropped the ball. No No, La Tango. No La Tango. No La Tango. uh, No Me Tango. (laughs) They fit fit pretty well. They're very... We run into the problem of like, are they peers? Are they before the time? Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, definitely popular enough they got experimented quite a bit with their sound evolved quite a bit from their first records into the into the present into this past year even really so, big uh, live band too they're very oh yes, popular huge. live i've seen mm-hmm. them a couple times and they draw a crowd can't forget um, maybe their, not radiohead uh, numbers but yeah they got they got a fierce live following similar they shred can't they shred. forget their run of hanukkah shows as well which they do yes regularly. i saw them on their wheel tour where they spin a wheel and that turns oh. what songs they play that was a lot nice. of fun yeah. So yeah, kind of high concept in a way. Anybody yeah. else? Yeah, but um, but also shout out to listener Tom of Oakland, California. He recommended them too when we were uh, kind of doing a little straw poll, you know, before we kicked everything off. So we hear you, Tom. We see you. Yeah, they just uh, like I said, got in a little weeds about them, so they make it. Yeah, some bands that kind of come in kind of the more heavier music side of things that I thought would make it is the uh, band Isis who had their name well before the caliphate the band of over there in the levant yeah the band isis of of boston and then later la uh great heavy not quite metal not quite hardcore a lot of people call them post-metal which is an obnoxious term but i guess it fits thinking man's metal just really expansive sound very experimental uh, really at some points almost broke through, you know, kind of the, the crossover membrane. They tool yeah. tool. They don't have enough you know. crossover. Just yeah, slightly, I don't think they have crossover. just slightly below like the tools of in the, uh, yeah, they don't, uh, Noah calls it, they don't pass the, the ant test, the cool ant test. Yeah. The cool. So how, test. what is that test? It's like, does your aunt know who this band is? The, your coolest, youngest aunt. Do they know who that is? Yeah, but um, your your uncle's second wife. Do they <laughs> do they know who that is? No. If you could find any of our aunts who know who any of these bands are, including Radiohead, <laughs> uh, I'll buy you a beer. Yeah, that's true. But I'm old. My uh, TV on the radio was that Magnavox on the Victrola. <laughs> yeah, they're like that doesn't uh, make any sense. Yeah. Like oh, after OK Computer, I, I thought it was just OK. I, I tuned out. <laughs> it was too abstract for me. Now yeah. my morning jacket, those boys can rock. That Yim Yames, he has pipes. They <laughs> did a they did a my morning jacket cover on uh, the Voice. ABC's The Voice. <laughs> NBC's The Voice. I'm sorry, is NBC? Is it NBC or ABC? NBC, I believe. What's the I channel I anymore. like? <laughs> Channel three. That's you know ABC. when you're getting old, when you got to ask people, what a, what's the one I like? Yeah, what's the thing? Yeah, yeah, the this thing like. that I like. What is that? Yeah, yeah. it's the one I like. 
that reminds me like talking to shout out uh our number one listener me and Noah's mom um she'll ask that about she'll say that referring to like actors and stuff it's like who's the guy i like in those movies like i don't know you're the one who likes them it's like a but, classic yeah. mom liam <laughs> yeah. neeson she's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah you know he's in that movie that we saw you know yeah he's easy on the eyes and he's catholic <laughs> um all right <laughs> all right all jimmy right so smith's mom that's the one <laughs> yeah it's always totally. jimmy smith's yeah it's always, jimmy <laughs> it's always the answer if you got a real edgy mom, it's Benjamin Bratt. But, you know, Jimmy Spitz is the, he's the evergreen. Um, anyways, moving on. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to come running down the ramp with a steel chair and knock one of these other fans out. But, you know, it's it's good to kind of keep in the discussion who got snubbed and uh, who could, you know, potentially be here in some sort of yeah. alternate universe or what, invitational or whatever. This is an exact science. You know, we're just fucking around here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we really and, are. Yeah, so correct me if I'm wrong, but we're gonna just kind of hash it out here live. But hey, keep totally. sending us those ballots. We've got tens, dozens of yes, them. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, thank your you vote for uh, counts. mentioning we're that. Gonna, no, we are. We're gonna we're gonna take your votes into account by the final tally and figure it out who won. Yep. Yep. And yes, will your be, voice matters? Yeah, it really does. And thank you for sending in those uh, tens of brackets go to wackerslaps.com click the link on the ballot uh fill it out email it to us you can also find it at bit.ly slash wackerslaps that's bit.ly slash wackerslaps we'll give you send you right directly one more time bracket bit.ly slash whack or slaps and don't worry i'm i'm keeping an eye on adrian he's not going to be burning in your ballot he's not going to (laughs) be Dumping off a bunch of late ones at the yeah mailbox. None of that. Uh, was that packet this, captures or any of that? This is on the up and up. We got no hanging Yeah, we got Dinesh on the case. Make <laughs> sure there's no fraud, no mules, <laughs> no Venezuelans getting in there mucking things up. Yeah. Not no this Chinese time. hackers are gonna get your Not emails this time. Yeah, because this is an American Radiohead championship. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, speaking on. of that, speaking that, of that, yeah, the website now is a perfect time to go to it. What what is it again, Adrian? Bit.ly slash wackerslaps. You can also find it at wackerslaps.com. We have a little banner at the top that you can just click and there you'll get your uh, official ballot. So, yeah. So put that in your computer right now or in your little phone, whatever. Buy and some pull merch bracket. while you're at it. And yeah, skate. buy some shit. <laughs> So pull up those brackets from those aforementioned websites and follow along with me right now because we are going to go through this bad boy. So yeah, do so some. some um, if you're going to uh, just to just uh, jump in here real quick, if you are going to if you want to follow along and you want to see how your bracket pans out, just pause it here because we're about to get into it. So take a pause, fill out your bracket. Uh, save it and then send it off to our email, uh, wackerslaps.gmail.com, and follow along as we uh, j- uh, dive in here. So uh, take it away, Caleb. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would say just lock it in now. We don't want to sway anyone, you know, with our mm-hmm. brilliant conversational uh, <laughs> skills. So yeah, just get it in now, send it away. Don't be swayed by our expert opinions. Yeah, but we'll keep it up there for years and years. It's a living document. <laughs> yeah, totally. Much like our constitution. Yes, yes. All right. 
so what we're going to do is just go through the bracket. Um, we got a west side, west side, best side, and we got east side, b side. So let's get into this. So at the number one seed on the western United States, we're looking at Oklahoma KC's The Flaming Lips versus the wild card winner, the eight seed, Holly Herndon. Max Hedrum. Max Hedrum, yeah. Formerly of Stanford. All right. And then we have at the four seed from Los Angeles, California, by way of El Paso, Texas, the Mars Volta facing off against five seed St. Vincent, formerly of Dallas, Texas. The Memphis Mafia. Okay. Was there a dad in the mob? He did go to jail. But yeah, I don't know what right. it was for. But you made a whole album about it. Oh, yes. Daddy's home. And then at the three seed, inexplicably on the West, because we had to do some <laughs> configurations, is Dirty Projectors, New York, New York. But remember, they did Black Flag covers. So it doesn't get any more LA than that. So that's <laughs> number three Dirty Projectors versus the West Coast, Best Coast hip hop entrant here. Kendrick Lamar, Compton, California. Compton, California. Yep. And then the number two seed is LA's Tool. But I think I know the pieces fit. Versus LA at it four times. Kanye West, but you know, citizen of the world. Mr. West. We don't support his politics. Yes, yes. So that is the west side of the bracket. I mean, do we support on over politics at this point? Probably not. We do not. Did Maynard storm the Capitol? (laughs) Uh, I think he's many of his fans did. Many of his fans. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Do not get caught talking to Tool fans about anything, including Tool. Um, they, they will try to sell you Bitcoin. They will uh, try to sell you mango madness, vape juice. <laughs> he makes wine. He does make wine in Arizona of all places. Yep, See you down in Arizona Bay. The terror is on point. <laughs> all right. East you know, coast. Let's, let's east get coast. this. Uh, this Hurry is, up. This is east of the Mississippi. Here we go. At the one seed, we have Viva Chicago, baby. Wilco. Versus making an appearance on the East Coast, Frank Ocean of the Inland Empire, Eastern California. East County, LA, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. he was uh, both of our wildcard winners were West Coasters. So we had had to slot him in, folks. We had to slot him in somewhere. New York, New York's TV on the radio, V, Louisville, Kentucky's own, my morning jacket. Perfect for. The March Madness. Yes. And then number three, we have New York, New York's Grizzly Bear versus Hotlanta's Deer Hunter, the three and the six seed, respectively. And That's then the, wild the number two seed collective. on the East, <laughs> Collective. Yes. Versus. Beach House coming to number seven seed. This is the Battle of Beemore, the Battle of Baltimore, the Baltimore Bracket. Baltimore bracket, double B, baby. Cool. 
Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> All right. So that is the, those are the face-offs. So that is what we will be getting into. Some good, some good battles here. Going to be a lot some of interesting. Good competition conversation. Up. Might be All some right. upsets. Who knows? All right. Give us, give us your ballots and. All right. Is that the end of the episode or? <laughs> yep. No, done. baby, we're going to get through this thing. We're going to get through the sweet 16. We're going to, we're going to advance eight of these bands to the, the elite eight to the bands. All right. How do you want to do this, Caleb? You want to just start? Yeah. All I said we West go. coast, all East coast, or do you want no, to let's, do let's the alternate. ones versus the, the ones? Yeah. Yeah. Let's alternate. So we'll seed do by the seed, uh, seed by seed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seed by seed. So let's start with the, the one and uh, producer Adrian, we have uh, we have our bracket, our live bracket, ready right, to get filled in, so we don't lose track of the winners or anything. We're ready all good to go. to go. All right, can lock these fuckers in. All right, so what we want to do first is just kind of give um, as we go through each of these bands, just kind of give a you know brief little elevator pitch. Why why are they considered the American Radiohead? What what is their appeal? We got to know with some of the bands, but not all of them. So you know, let's you know, let's give people a little bit of context to why these bands are made it to the big dance in the first place so all right let's hop on over to the west coast we got the flaming lips v holly herndon so why the flaming lips guys why, why are they here what's your case for them i can jump in here i i would say even though that the flaming lips seemingly are ahead of radiohead you know they started a few years earlier or quite a few years earlier maybe they you know so they're not quite peers but at the same time, you know, they're a band that kind of really evolved heavily in the kind of latter half of their career, starting in the mid 90s. You know, earlier on, they were very noisy and then they evolved into kind of a more pop and experimental pop kind of sound. And so it's very reminiscent of the, the trajectory of Radiohead. And, you know, they're also a band that plays a lot, plays around a lot with you know, different kind of instrumentation, different kinds of sounds, incorporating, uh, you know, weird electronic elements, incorporating, you know, theatrical elements into their shows and and making a very visual thing, which Radiohead also does, but kind of in a different way. Um, so it's all of these things that kind of make me think like they're experimental, they're, they have the mainstream appeal, but they're also still weirdos and still allowed to be the weirdos. Yeah. Um, yeah. You say what you will about the past few records. They had that run from the mid nineties through the kind of late aughts. That was just pretty, pretty solid. And uh, yeah, yeah. From like uh clouds taste metallic to yeah. Yashimi. There was even a couple 2010s records that yeah, I was fucking with. The Mystics one. That was pretty good. Right. And then was that you know, the one they tried to do like their Amagama? Oh, Embryonic. That's the one. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, that the Amagama? The four records that? one, right? The that one was the um, car stereo. I believe, right? Zyrica, yeah, yeah. So Adrian, because you mentioned the flaming lips, and I think they check off every single box. So my criteria for American Radiohead is crossover appeal a run of three albums or more, a hit single that came before critical consensus of being a great band. And the last but not least would probably be concept kind of albums where each album is a little bit different, but has a signature sound. So that'd be my four criteria be good yeah i'd say they they uh, totally encompassed all that and yeah like you were saying it's almost kind of like 
parentheses, flameless parentheses. Yeah, mid nineties to you know. So their their um, hit song would be the jelly. Don't lose. Don't use jelly song. What was it called? Vaseline. She, she don't use. Uh, she don't use jelly. That's kind of like a hit song that's not really indicative of their sound. Then they went on to have a run of four or five albums. They had a bunch of criticals and mass appeal. And then they had some kind of concepty album. So that I pretty much put them in the running for the American Radiohead. All right. That's why they're the that's why they're the number one C too. Big festival draw too. Big live, you know, following too. I now, Caleb, big. give me some argument for their opponent. Holly, what is this? Herndon. Herndon. So yeah, Holly Herndon is a experimental composer and electronic uh, musical sound artist. She studied at Mills, which is has a very famous Shout uh out. Oakland, California. R.I.P. too to Mills in yeah, some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh has a very um illustrious history with experimental music. A lot of great musicians uh, passed through there. Then she got her doctorate or something at Stanford. But anyways, yeah, she's just like a very cerebral electronic artist, like uses a lot of deconstructs a lot of pop forms of music you know mm-hmm. and a lot of kind of dance music whether it's techno trance you know a whole myriad of different kinds of electronic based yeah. musics and manipulates it and takes it into really interesting directions she does stuff with like sampling like body parts being slapped filled recordings just uses a whole myriad of different you know sources of sounds and manipulates it yeah but also under it kind of has a pop sensibility and has a kind of a song crafting to it even though it's kind of dense and hard to hear at times um she could get the festival crowd rocking if she needs to get the festival crowd i believe she's open for radiohead too um okay but you know she's a wild card you know yeah you know that'd be another two things off the bat Ask yourself, are they weird? Are they cool? <laughs> yeah. Are they weird? Or are they cool? Or are they accessible? You know, that's kind of the, that's kind of the yeah. test. But hey, this is the big dance, baby. So uh, let's vote. But, yeah. Well, who, what's, who, okay. So let's, oh, yeah, yeah let's we, we got to hear them. We got to hear them. They hear a little bit of each of these. Hear so. and vote. Here is. So we're we're going to hear and vote. Yes. So we're going to hear the flaming lips, followed by some Holly Herndon. Take it away, Adrian. All right. So first, we're going to hear a little bit of. Do you realize the Flaming Lips big hit from the early 2000s? So here we go. Here is some of that. Makes you cry. Do you realize? That everyone you know someday will die. So uh, real quick, I was listening to Flaming Lips last night. I was like, damn, Wayne Cohn kind of has that corny kind of festival indie voice. But then I was like, no, everybody else has the Wayne Cohn corny voice. So he's one of those guys that got robbed a little bit. Same thing like when I listened to like Tupac where I'm like, is he corny? It's like, no, the corny rappers that rap corny rap like him. So he's more of an original. Yep. Wholeheartedly yeah, that's agree. true. Good point. Good point. Okay, here's a little bit of the song "Movement" by Holly Herndon, uh, and this is from a 
from about the middle. So here we go. Here's some of that. some bleepies yep yeah definitely doing some vocal manipulations and all that yeah. cool stuff yeah she cool. was definitely a discovery for me during this whole tournament thing like oh yeah i'd heard some of her music before but when she was kind of having her heyday was when i was kind of tuning out on kind of mm. more kind of bloggy indie stuff mm-hmm. i was going backwards not forwards at the time yeah um, yeah shame. i happened to be going uh, kind of yeah, getting into electronic music at the time. So yeah, that was, but was she's nice fun. fucking awesome. That album, yeah. Movement, isn't that the title track? Or is that... Yeah, that's her first album. Yeah. And she has yeah. another album called Platform. That's really good too. Platform, that's the yeah. one. That's the one. More, more and I believe, ones. and again, you're talking about concept. I think the concept there, right, is uh, ASMR. So she, they're doing a lot of mm-hmm. ASMR type little, not quite skits or bits, but they're just little talking things that yeah. are interesting and narrative, uh, narratively. Yeah. So that's very, yeah. very interesting musician, but, uh, so, okay. So this one, here we go. What, who's, who, uh, what are we, how are we voting here guys? Who's winning? I mean, I got to go with the, the lips. Cause I think they, like I said, they capture all my, uh, criteria, like a legit hit song, um, a kind of a growth crossover appeal appeal being weird but yeah being super popular so i would say the flaming lips just because holly Herdon is like a little too esoteric but mm-hmm. she's pretty good too as well so i feel bad knocking her out but no that's fair i i agree i think if uh, if this tournament gets you to listen to some of these more wild card artists, or there's someone on here that you haven't listened to before, that's great. Really, that's what the goal is: is to get people listening to more music. So, uh, I agree with what you everything. No, you wait, said. Adrian. The goal is to get people to listen to less music <laughs> to make them hate it. We tell them like you don't need to listen to this. <laughs> well, I am the indie apologist after all, but I, I agree. I think I just. You know, I also think that Holly Herndon just doesn't have quite the the, the breadth of material yet. She has, yeah. I think, three or four full-length records and a number of EPs and singles, and it's all really great. But I, the Flaming Lips just have the full arc, and it's just, yeah, I think the, the yeah. lips take it here. So correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like she's been fizzled out a little bit since, like, 2018. Like, what is she doing she's now? Been, is she um, doing, like movies or something no she's like been soundtrack? doing she's been making stuff steadily and uh okay. she released a record a few couple of years back and she's also been doing things with nfts which is actually oh. one of the few people who are doing interesting things with nfts but yeah. um but yeah i want i want more albums holly herndon i think she, you probably will get your wish here soon enough i'm sure she's, right. uh, she's so i soon. vote flaming lips though anyways caleb yeah i mean taste wise holly herndon's definitely more in line with what i'm into but just kind of for the intellectual exercise of this whole tournament it's got to be the flaming lips um they meet a lot of the criteria they have a deeper history um they were definitely yeah uh, reaching for that ring so i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna have to lips as well adrian your lips lips the lips take it unanimous next bracket next uh next match 
All right. Match number one on the East. We got Wilco versus Frank Ocean. So Wilco, the band that has been called the American Radiohead officially by yeah. journalists. The um, impetus for this whole yeah. bracket, maybe? In a way. Yeah, sure. In a way. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what can you say about Wilco that hasn't already been said? Like a, like a huge band um, in terms yeah, of American. See our first episode for yeah. all that yeah, can be said. Zero. Episode yeah. zero, right? Don't yeah, worry. just the, Criterion is restoring that recording. It'll be pristine in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. We're going to reel to reel with the masters, never touching any digital interface. But yeah, Wilco, just big band. You know, kind of started out kind of in the Americana kind mm-hmm. of alt country space. Um, yeah. and then just over time started you know involving more multi-instrumentalists and different kinds of more expansive sounds and then use electronic elements and then got into some crowd rocky stuff and just were always on a very experimental track you know at least for a good three album cycle two hits against them though caleb i would say they never had a hit the big big hit yeah and they barely had they have crossover appeal now Mm-hmm. But, but in their kind of prime, when people were calling them American Radiohead, I think their crossover was a little hit or miss. Yeah, but I feel like as much critical and yeah. fan reception that they've got in the positive just really places them really high, you know, yeah. in, in the in the for the competition's sake. Yeah. Um, and their whole trajectory as a band is like very. Yeah parallel to to radioheads probably just because longevity they probably are as well known as radiohead is like if you ask right. 10 randos who radiohead is who wilco is you know you probably get a pretty good amount but i don't know is there a person that exists that knows who radiohead is but doesn't know who wilco is and vice I mean, versa? less and less yeah. now but that yeah. probably exists there's i'm sure yeah. Yeah. yeah radiohead's a gigantic band. small Wilco's small a window huge band. yeah you know so yeah all right well and then uh, on the other side of that but they what, are caleb favorite wilco album oh adrian what favorite wilco album oh. Yankee, I mean Yankee Hotel Falls, right? Right. That's gotta be Caleb. What's that? Favorite Wilco album. Uh, I mean, it's gotta be Yankee, honestly. Gigantic album for me, for their sound, for their crossover pill, everything. For the genre. It, it is their whole vibe is that album. You can say Ghost is born too. You want to know mine? What is it? Yeah, I, uh, it's yeah, the same as my favorite Google. movie. What's yours? <laughs> that was. Oh, <laughs> oh, not being there. Interesting. <laughs> oh, no, actually, that's funny that you say that. Being there actually is my favorite Wilco movie or album. <laughs> it's like a movie, bro, for your headphones. It really is. Okay. All right. And then they're playing the dudes. Our boy Frankie. Frank Ocean. I feel like Frank's got a bad shake playing Wilco in the first round because. Yeah. See, you know, if he was in the West, he could do some damage. I, I agree. But I also, the thing is, for, for me, I almost had Frank upsetting here. I, I was very close to having yeah, Frank upset. I was listening close. to Channel Orange, and I was yeah. like, damn, this is like, 
this is up there with like in terms of artistic statements it's got the concept mm-hmm. going on it's got the through line it's got a lot of weird weirdo stuff going on but it's also you know it's got pop, a couple of hits got a couple of hits on there and uh yeah, you know for venomy he doesn't have an album actually in the 2000s right uh no well this is technically 2011 so he's 2012 2012 yeah. i think the oh yeah i think his mixtape came out 2011 if i'm not mistaken so that would be another criteria i would say you have to at least have a decade and a half of relevance hmm. which he's coming up on but he's coming up on for yeah sure. that's why he's, he's also a wild card he's a 15 years you know yeah. And that's kind of why I decided to not go with him is because of that kind of long, lack of longevity. I mean, obviously his records See, are I feel incredible. Bad. Yeah, hey, it's, he's got a. He got we haven't a bad, made our decision yet. We got to hear him. <laughs> he's got a bad shake, but yeah, who knows? We could uh, maybe this, this. So in listening to I this, say line, we another thing, the job, kick out dirty projectors, put Frank <laughs> in Frank their place. West. <laughs> You're like a no. uh, like who. A disruptor i'm like jay billis the bracket game baby all right um uh, no but the, just to finish off about frank i think when listening to that i was realizing how much it's like a stevie wonder kind of thing almost so it's all like a the modern day stevie wonder i mean i'm sure yeah. i know that people have said that before but when you're listening to it it's it is kind of that where it's like very eclectic but still of a piece it's funky it's good it's pop mm-hmm. and but he's also trying different things you know he's putting himself out there and he's extending himself as much as he can so that's why i think it would go up against a wilco and kind of be considered he could be considered in american radiohead but yeah it's tough it's a tough call it because wilco are so much more i yeah, feel prolific like in, in a way so i didn't i i mean because adrian and caleb you guys kind of made the brackets more than i did and i didn't really even think about frank ocean as being like kind of fitting the american radiohead but once you guys mentioned that i was like dude that that is kind of perfect because he's like totally in control of his image he has lyric wise he's like very like commenting on like what a pop song is at the same time as making one like he very much fits the mold as a songwriter similar to very clever yeah Yeah. very clever very uh moody but like yeah i think he's yeah that's a great pick that's why i feel bad like i don't want to fucking kick him out (laughs) yeah i don't want to kick out but it's kind of one of those situations like maybe he's not ready for a ring you know just mm-hmm. based on yeah you know just you know he started he's younger he started his career earlier you know he, he was part of the you know odd future collective too and then kind of stroke yeah. on so but he's yeah. the it's same just, amount of he's the exact same amount of emo that like radiohead <laughs> is you know what i'm saying yeah he definitely is yeah totally uh, like the same radiohead is like a detached robot but like i'm a sad robot and like <laughs> Frank Ocean does the same type of shit. Or it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. He just uh, channels it through uh, notes, notes, confessionals on his Tumblr, the wallflower kind of persona. Yeah, sad robot is the paranoid android that your mom says you have at home. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. All, All right. right, so how are we voting? Yeah. Well, All right, let's, let's hear, let's hear due it. Diligence though, and, and listen to. No, we gotta listen. We got it. We gotta follow the process. Yeah. So here we'll just hear a little bit of uh, of each here, and then we'll we'll vote. So here is some of Jesus, etc. by Wilco, uh, classic Wilco track. Here we go. Each world 
Wilco, very adult contempo on that song. Very good song. Good shit. And then here is Frankie Ocean. Frank Ocean with Crack Rock from Channel Orange. Here we go. You don't know how little you matter until you're all alone. In the middle of Arkansas, with a little rock left in that glass dick. You used to date a blonde. You used to hit it raw. Very much detail oriented songwriters, like provocative in the everyday today kind of lyrics that they do. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Wilco, Frank Ocean, I think Tom York kind of of a piece of the type of songs they write. That's all you need. That'd be right, a trio. So... <laughs> Tweety, York, Ocean. I'd 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 pay to see that. Um, yeah. So how are we voting, guys? I mean, I I gotta go. I gotta go, Wilco. I just yeah, I'm I gotta sorry, go with Frankie. my heart. Yeah, I hate to do it, but Wilco's you know, um, yeah. spoiler alert, one of my favorite bands ever. So I know I, it's got. And they did kind of start off this discussion. Yeah, yeah. it's got to it be Wilco. Be... But the criterion I laid down earlier, I would say Frank Ocean matches more of them almost at this point. But I, well, because at this point, you guys both have Wilco. So just, I want to be on the record. I have Frank Ocean. Oh, shit. Oh, upset. Well, there you go. All right. Moving on. Advancing him. All right. So let's go back over to the West. Oh, this is a good one right here. We got the Mars Volta. First is St. Vincent. Um, why the Mars Volta? You know, vibe. <laughs> vibe. Vibe. Uh, sure. band? They yep. lead with their brains, not their dick, um, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Very prog informed, psychedelic. I don't know. I don't know what, how else to describe them. They're not a yeah. band that's like super undescribable, but in terms of like kind of genre pigeonholing them they're a tough one yeah but i would just say they're like experimental rock prog yeah i don't know uh well kind of like yeah indie pro i don't know not quite indie but like prog yeah i think we we cut out you you cut out a little bit there caleb so you you mentioned that they're originally Mm -hmm. i think you're trying to say they're originally uh members of at the drive-in who moved on who evolved into uh yeah two of their members were yeah. So, but yes, I think that the the experimentations there, the the production, you know, of in the in the concept is there, as well as like there's some there's some other touchdowns. I think we in the in the group chat ta- we were talking about the vocals being very much you know in the yes. kind of like soaring Tom York esque uh, uh, register you know, register. I think so. we I think we are months away from having a at the drive-in slash Mars Volta Renaissance. Like them blowing up some way, like on TikTok, TikTok. or something, and becoming like a thing again. Maybe. I mean, they're pretty big at the driving. Because I listened back to together, then Mars... they seem to do really well. I yeah. listened to this Mars Volta, and I was expecting it to sound super dated and like kind of. Corny. 
corny. I was like, dude, this is kind of good. It's yeah, like, it's, it doesn't it's actually it pretty shit. good. Yeah, it almost yeah. aged better than a lot better of these. than I thought. Way better than I thought. I was like, I fell for it really hard when it came out. I mean, At the Drive was like one of my first musical loves as like a mm-hmm. band, being like, that's my favorite band. Yeah, that, and then that when the one Mars I think will be remembered as a classic. Yeah, but when uh, then when Mars Volta came, I was like blown away. I was like, dude, you can do this much sound. They're so fucking just going off on all cylinders and uh and that kind of had that kind of maximalist vibe that radiohead kind of have when they get a little bit more psyched out Mm -hmm, you know so that's kind of what they carry that vibe but yeah i mean i really listened to the the deloused in the commentorium or whatever (laughs) and francis the mute and the one after that and i was like these guys are kind of like lovable weirdos here you know this Mm -hmm. is a this is working for me it's not as cringe Caleb, I would say, like, I think the first kind of proggy band that you ever hear could probably go on to be like a lot of people's favorite band. Like, just yeah, mm. it's like, oh, how do they make music? Like, like, yeah, you a lot do of like that. kids getting turned on to like the history of prog. It's like, <laughs> it's like, no, like, whatever's kind of a progish kind of yeah. metal band at the time is like, oh, shit, that's like, it's impressive. Yeah, great. How do they even make that type of music? Yeah. And then unfortunately, a lot of people just kind of latched onto the technicality of it, you know, and they kind of treat it like it's athletic, you know, it's athletics or whatever. And then it just kind of loses some heart. But listening back to these Mars Volta records, I'm just like, no, they still really had heart and they had narrative. And yeah, they had all these, they had verve. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And I think they fit in terms of hype, they fit too. You know, they were really well received and got a lot of people going for them. So they're huge. But I was going to say, speaking of narrative, on the other side of this bracket is an artist who uses narrative quite a bit in her music. And, her, and you know, mm-hmm. we're, t- we're talking about concepts and big concepts and, you know, through lines, through records and stuff like she definitely pulls to does that like her, you know, St. Vincent, St. Vincent. Yes. Yes. Sorry. St. Vincent. You know, she has a couple of concept albums under her belt. She's very much experiments with her, her sound. She also rips on guitar, which yeah. is is kind of like Johnny Greenwood. Just go crazy, you know, with the with the effects and can get really cool and groovy and weird. But also, like you know, has a pop sensibility. It can can you know plays on that album on that aspect of it. Um, you know, and yeah. she literally recorded with David Byrne, who is who she gave got Radiohead. She got burned. Who gave Radiohead <laughs> their name? You know, so there's that yeah. there's that connection as well. But uh, what are your guys' thoughts on on Samba Song? Yeah, she just kind of passed the smell test for me. I'm not super familiar. You know, I've listened to her at times and heard coverage of her definitely. She's very very popular, and but I just like yeah, in terms of just kind of an experiment. I keep saying experimental, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's not experimental. It's not progressive. It's just kind of a yeah, artistic center, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of always been led by that and like seems to be. She's a lovable weirdo. Yeah. And yeah. she seems to be evolving and trying new things and very kind of similar to Radiohead is very open about that, you know, to the media, to whoever about what they're trying on each album kind of what the approach is you know that kind of thing so like there's some sort of artistic transparency that's really cool and then you then you can hear it you know in the music and um yeah just very changes you know it's kind of a chameleon in a lot of ways yeah and yeah like sound wise it's kind of can come off as kind of indie pop but there's all these different layers and 
you know, structural elements that are a little above and beyond just, you know, kind of what you're going to hear in your, the indie section at the records or whatever, you know, and St. Vincent yeah. is, yeah, is, a ripper. is a ripper and crossover, a crossover for sure. Yeah. Kind of has that pop sensibility, but does things a little more effed, you know, that's always good. <laughs> yeah. Should we hear it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear so some- here. All right. Oh. So here is some of first we'll play a little bit of the Mars. We'll tell you, get a little flavor of that progginess yeah. we're talking about. Maybe a little guitar noodling here. So here is Roulette Dares. Uh what the Roulette Dares the haunt, haunt of? of? Yes, I believe that's the uh parenthetical. The parenthetical. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. Here is Roulette Dares the Haunt of by the Mars Volta. There's some of the guitar wankery. Let's see if we can get the vocals in here real quick. I'm driving down the 101 as stoned as humanly possible in a 85 Corolla all over again. <laughs> oh, Whew. yeah. Takes me back, baby. <laughs> Yeah, nostalgia. Talk about nostalgia ultra. Oh my god, I could uh, taste. I could taste the bong loads. <laughs> the white widow's hitting hard on that one. Um, Sorry, I don't mean to tip my hat so much. No, it's all good. It's all good. So here is a little bit of "Actor Out of Work" by Saint Vincent from the Actor album. From well, from the album named "Actor." Here we go. Here is "Actor Out of Work" by Annie Clark herself, Saint Vincent. Yeah, very cool. Very well-structured art pop, you know. Art pop, perfect. Yes, yeah. exactly. Art pop, yeah. We should have been using those words earlier. Yeah, <laughs> oh, well, we're using them now. All right, so. And we'll I be think... overusing them later, so. <laughs> Favorite St. Vincent album is, Adrian? Probably Marry Me, probably the first one. Or, well, yeah, probably Marry Me. Actor? Actor's good. You like actor? That's That was kind of the only one I got into. That's the only one I'm familiar with. Interesting. I mean, I'm familiar with the other ones, but yeah, I think that's the one I was kind of listened to. It was big. All right. Well, voting. I think I know where this is going, but uh, I think I had to say, I got to say Mars Volta. I think they just, uh, they check more of the boxes than than St. Vincent does, I think. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Mars Volta as well. And only because... I don't think they're a better band than St. Vincent, but they feature the only member out of this entire bracket who comments on Fools Gone Wild uh, pages. So, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. Posts. That's big. That's huge. So that's, you know, they get that bump. So the Fools Gone Wild bump puts them over, over the, the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mars Wild. You know, what's, 
Funny, I mean, I think secretly what we've done here, guys, today is we've paired a lot of bands that could make like tracks together, like yeah, like a Wilco, Frank Ocean. And oh, that'd be I could good. see a Volta St. Vincent for sure. Like, oh, dude, yeah. They both kind of have wordy, heady Yeah, especially that newer St. Vincent stuff's a lot A lot more... of heavy riffs. Yeah, like yeah, it's a lot more shreddy, more high octane. Yeah. yeah, for being as hard as they are, they they definitely have that kind of post punk angular sound, kind mm-hmm. of like, kind of like a little tweaked out sound where they're just like every little note is all weird. Yeah, it's like unwound uh, yeah. doing soul sacrifice. And I think their <laughs> lyrics, <laughs> and I think Saint Vincent and, uh, well, more so uh, Mars Volta. They have those kind of Radiohead heady lyrics but the mars volta are literally just gibberish kind of <laughs> yeah it's lyrics, which is almost, like, yeah um i was trying to think of how to do a one be like abscess amputation <laughs> oh that's pretty good already <laughs> something like good. that all right so i guess your vote is mars volta huh uh no. i mean how many good albums did mars volta have like the first two and maybe half of the first and they had an ep before too right? was that, that one was a good ep the ep's yeah. really good yeah what was that salsa album they made after this one francis oh. the mute yeah. that shit was kind of unbearable and then there was like something in bedlam was this was the one after. yeah i'll no, go yeah. i'll go mars volta oh what oh, a shutout right. yeah all right cleaning nice up. These, these folks nice. are cleaning up all right next moving on all right. to the east Let's go to the east east second matchup Another good one. All right. We got the four TVTR, baby. TV Versus on the radio. MMJ at the five. My morning jacket. My morning jacket, Louisville, Kentucky. All right. Um, why don't we talk about my morning jacket first? Just, you know, yeah. kind of switch things up. What do you say about them? You know, they started out, they came into this world as a kind of a kind of countrified, you know, um, Kind of country indie kind of interesting mm-hmm. hybrid before that was like a huge yeah. thing, but you not know? like alt country, right? Because there's not all, a... yeah, not, not all country. It was kind of, and you know, it was kind of like if if Springfield was from way down south, south down the Kentucky, yeah, it's kind <laughs> of like a little like built to spill, kind of informed by American Beauty era, like Grateful Dead, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, um. I know that's just kind of lazy. Yeah. It's no, this it works. version of that. But yeah. Yeah. Just kind of added some twang, but definitely kind of hard on the sleeve, sentimental, kind of pining indie kind of sound. And then evolved into kind of just trying a few different kind of forms of pop music. You know, they have some kind of print sanding stuff later. They have some. Mm-hmm. I think they got a reggae song that was pretty big. <laughs> well, it's not reggae, but you know, they yeah, definitely well, they give me some reggae. Caleb, I was listening to them today, and yeah, there is some like Prince-ish vibes there. And uh, but he does have a very Tom York, a Yorkian falsetto. Yeah. yeah. Of all and of then- the of all of the singers on this list, he uh Jim James is probably one of the people that can nail those high Tom York like yeah. the best. And also there's a lot of good singers here, but I think he's just a cut above a lot of yeah, these people. Yeah. Totally. And musician-wise, like the surprised me how much they sound like Radiohead at times. Not that that mm-hmm. is like, you know, a, a criteria even here. You know, it's more just kind of historical arc and all those different things we were discussing. But yeah, they surprised they kind of sound like more straightforward Radiohead jams where Radiohead just kind of 
I don't know, not a radio, it's jammy, but you know how they can do a lot of interplay and, yeah. uh, you know, like just, frat boy radio head. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys remember that rapper frat boy radio? Head? <laughs> no, yeah, he I, got stole canceled. His, I stole his backpack once yeah. and ruined his career. He turned um, with, uh, what was that guy's name? Asher. Asher Ross. That's the guy who loves college. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, college. my. You're pulling out the. Wow. That wow. dustbin is empty, yeah. baby. Um, Talk about okay. the dreads. Who are they yeah. going up against? So they're TV going up on the radio. TV on the radio. Yeah. I mean, TV on the radio is a huge band. They came out of the, good the name downtown bad name? New Answer York. It now. Answer it now. Gun to your head. Is that a good Ooh. name or is that a terrible good name? name? It's, it's a provocative name. It's a good name. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting name. <laughs> it's, it's good. Takes, it's good, dumb. You know what I mean? Two very familiar things and mushes them together and it, and it makes you think. It's also one of those ones where just like the first thing that pops out of your mouth is like, I don't know, TV on the radio. And so like, yeah, are we good. to believe <laughs> that this band is basically a mashup of television and Radiohead, right? Oh, I, two bands, I thought they got right? their name from like a DJ who said this is TV on no, the radio. But I'm saying like literally their sound. Like I mean, television meets you're Radiohead. Not wrong. That's not yeah. far you're off not wrong. at all, actually. Yeah. The yeah. angularity of of some of the post punk stuff with some yeah. of the more electronic textures of Radiohead, yep. for sure. Um, and they got the anthematic. Uh, and, and always, I can yeah. I can never say that word, but yeah, they got the <laughs> anthem vibes of Radiohead. Yes, but yeah, or and the more kind of darker, kind of cheeky vibes of television. You know? Yeah, interesting. So, uh, R.I.P. I never really thought Tom about Verlaine. yeah Tom Verlaine. Rest in peace. I never thought about like that Noah, but. Yeah, shit. You Definitely really a New York connection, you know. Definitely through line there for sure. Yeah, and this terms of their rise and still rise, they've really fallen. Yeah, they were just really pegged early on, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of blog rock, pitchfork, kind of their powers. Next big thing, they were one of the bands that came out of that New York downtown New I'll York say this post nine right eleven thing. Yeah, they were TV, huge. TV on, better name. The radio, <laughs> better name for a band. <laughs> TV on, I think it would be a good band name. TV, TV on. on, that is pretty good. I'm gonna keep that for my uh, my own reference there. Yeah, the radio right. is a good band name too. But the radio is. I'm sure there is a band called the radio. There I, actually there is a band called the radio. Right? I think they were like a one hit wonder kind of thing. Maybe uh, I'm probably, trying to yeah. remember them. They're, but uh, sounds like a power right. pop band. Well, oh yeah, that could be it too. All right, well, let's hear these guys, okay? If, uh... Wait, Adrian, favorite TV on the Radiohead is my favorite album, album is probably TV Young Liars. On the Radiohead is <laughs> Young Liars. I like uh, Return to Cookie Mountain because I like cookies. That's Mario probably is my favorite. Um, Actually, my I, favorite that's is one that I listen to the most. I like got it when it came out. I was stoked on it, and you know David Bowie's on it, so that's that's oh, always yeah. going to help yes, your I case. About that. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. I like that EP. The yeah, Young Liars. No, the other one. Oh, the rock, other one. New Health Rock. Oh, I forgot about that. The one. cover of Yeah Yeah Yes. yes. Oh, that's a great one. Modern Hipster choice. Hipster great covers. Choice. Great covers. All right. Well, here let's listen to them since we're talking about them. Here is probably their biggest hit. Television on the Radiohead. Uh, yes, he, with Wolf Like Me from Return to Cookie Mountain, the aforementioned Return to Cookie Mountain. So here's a little bit of that. Me like Return to Cookie Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> 
definitely nailing the the noisy anthem vibes there. And then yeah. here is a little of my morning jacket. It beats for you from the album Z. Master of the Quaver. Definitely Did you uh, your, start York. that song from the jump, Adrian? The the My Morning Jacket song? You want me to start it from the jump? Could you just indulge me and just yeah. play it from the jump? And uh, what song does it remind you of? Oh, wait, is that uh, my boys? Yeah. American football? <laughs> Is this what no, it sounds like Paranoid says. Android. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that really? like kind of shuffly kind of drum? I don't know. Kind of, I would say yes, Paranoid Android, but also kind of knives out a little bit. Yeah, too. yeah. Totally. Kind of like acoustic kind of uh, arpeggio kind of thing going or yeah. not, not arpeggio, uh, but, you know, uh, chords. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And you, yeah, definitely hitting those. Uh, yeah quivery quavery yeah. vocals and like, this wow. album was kind of their kid a in a way because it like exactly. kind of took their previous sound electrified a little bit more well that would be some different genre elements yeah. z was the only album they really kind of had that fits with the american radio head i would say yeah i think so and then they had the evil urges one after there mm-hmm. where they got a little too princey yeah it yeah. still moves is, is good but it's not quite they still got one uh, foot in the mud in that one. Yeah, still a little bit of America. <laughs> yeah. on there so, was pitchfork.com is not very funny very often, but they did have like the worst album covers and that still. Oh, yeah. The uh, My Morning Jacket album cover. What's the one that's after this album called? Uh, Evil Urges? Or Evil Urges. And maybe. they said it was like Brian Denny. He enters the matrix or something. <laughs> yes because if you've very... seen that cover it's, it's like oh yeah that makes sense <laughs> it is uh, kind of like a silhouette of like a big fat yeah. looking type man <laughs> yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good that's funny because another the mars volta record was also on that list with that uh golden severed head puking out oh yeah it looks like like uncle fester yeah yeah all right so votes folks who are we going for here this is, a, this is a tough one. This honestly. is a tough one because at a time I liked both these bands, and it's at this time tough. I don't really like either of these bands too much. Or really, definitely <laughs> yeah. don't return to them. I mean, TV on the radio had like four albums. Yeah, my morning jacket had like one and a half. So no, they TV had like five. They have they, more they, albums. They're, they're than prolific. TV, just, no, but but good albums. For the sake of this conversation, <laughs> you're probably right, Noah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sounds like. By default, TV on the radio wins. I mean, I, that's my vote. TV that's who I have. That's who I have. Uh, yeah. And that's who I stump for here. Yeah. All right. It was so. a it was a close call though. Honestly, like. A, All right. What's next? Yeah. Well, what's next is a little break because we come to the halfway point. This is our epic episode, everyone. This is a how long, long you've been recording. Minus the hour. Glitches. What do you mean? What, what glitches, Noah? They don't <laughs> know about any glitches. Very smoothly from the yeah, very start. It's not getting inside basketball here. Uh, Speaking of glitches, we'll return with our review of 
dirty projectors. Oh, <laughs> oh, here we go. Nice, yeah. nice. All right, we'll see All you right, on I'll the other side of the break, bit. folks. All right, peace. All right. All right, and we're back. I hope you enjoyed those Peloton commercials. Uh, all right, let's move it along, baby. We're on the latter half. We got the third seed, Dirty Projectors, Honorary West Coasters versus Kendrick Lamar, West Coast Real, uh, West Coast Royalty. Um, He's the what is he? Fifth seed. He is the sixth. So we got the third versus the six. You're telling me you ranked Dirty Projectors over Kendrick Lamar? Well, when it comes yes. to this, yeah, I think so. There's some funky. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It wasn't a scientific process. Adrian, because you know, I didn't want to air this in public, but me oh and boy. Caleb were talking off mic. Uh oh. This is a Dirty Projectors intervention. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They are not good. They never <laughs> were good. They're uh-huh. doing too much. <laughs> They are dinky doinky beepy bloopy blap 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 blap. They're just not very good. They are bootleg Tim Buckley. Ouch. They are, as I like to said, I said they are Vampire Weekend. If you did a second semester abroad, <laughs> and, and you got a little too attached to Berlin, Dirty <laughs> Projectors is almost a good band name. And they are almost a good radio, American Radiohead. Oh, they are almost a good radio because they got a lot of hype. They came out of the gate. Actually, I'm sorry, Adrian. Why don't you? Do you tell us about Dirty Projectors? <laughs> I yeah, want to know about your I lived mean, experience. I, I agree. I think they did have Come a lot now, of hype. Magellan. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. Um, you know, I think again, big with the concepts, big with the uh, experimenting, big with changing things up. Although to a lesser extent than some of these other bands, a falsetto guy, definitely a falsetto. I, I would say that these guys are definitely a part of like the let's say the Radiohead NPR set, where oh you yeah, know, it's certain mm, kind yes. of indie. Do they music. do a tiny disc? Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure they do, or will be doing one uh, at some point. But uh, to me, like that's why they kind of should be on this list. Is that they totally. they, they they have a vibe and a feel that's very much in the same vein of, of Radiohead of yeah of experimenting with these pop structures and styles and incorporating other types of types of music into their sound you know I, I get it I it can be very grating you know the the lyrics are a little stupid you know he's going for a certain thing but he doesn't always succeed of like poetry out of the mundane of the everyday and it's it's yeah. fine and it's it's okay we I definitely really gotta... want you to know that he's aware of West African. Yeah, music. yeah, it's true. That's and true. he's totally like a Mark Knopfler <laughs> guitar. Well, that's what I'm saying. He does yeah, like that West African, like, blip, 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 like blip, blip. microtonal kind of yeah. like guitar playing. And it's like, I, we the first definitely... time I heard them was that song in the likeness of our uncles. I don't know if it's like an EP or it's like before mm. they got really popular. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And then I realized, no, he does it all the time. What's yeah. the title of that? Busted. In they the, had a song i think called in the likeness of our uncles i think it might have been an ep i don't know Caleb, and then i heard those black flag Caleb, in the likeness of our uncles how would it go it a little <laughs> something like the fucking dirty projector they weren't it clean it an indie rock band clean it clean it projectors <laughs> you know i mean uh, they're they're talking about avatar being so great but uh try projecting your 
uh, movie on film. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get that on 70. I'll see them do it. Yeah, I grew up with the movieolas. I was cutting and pasting uh, cellulite. Your, your uncle was an editor? What? No. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I don't know the last time any of our uncles went to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> anyways that's kind of the oh, i have a gone good authority that her uncle kevin went to uh see uh, a man called otto oh, oh okay okay that's yeah. who sees that movie all right <laughs> sure i like that movie i heard it's good i'm not no. gonna lie i liked it right getting back to the topic at hand i that was my case for the dirty projectors i understand you guys want to no, I totally get fans. the case why yeah. they're in the bracket. Like, I, you know, we see them at three. Like, they were a very huge band. And yeah, I got a yeah. lot of. Um, we need love to do a whole episode on Because them. of their experimental yeah. journey. We will. We will yeah. cover that at some point. We need to do a whole episode on them because they're so indicative of what I do not like about 2000s indie, you know, and the hype machine that created these bands is they're doing way too much like, well, they, like everyone genre had to bending outsmart and, themselves in the audience yeah. and, and then like, end up not being good it's like write a good song like it's like there's virtue there's artistic it. virtue and not sounding pleasant like, yeah, well, yeah and, and then maybe that's pleasant. why and i listen to death metal constantly so yeah but Caleb, i know that's from that yeah that's unpleasant true. softness like, <laughs> yeah Unpleasantly soft. Unpleasantly Ooh. soft. Oh man! All right. Well, uh, did we hear them already? <laughs> Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> uh, why is he on this list, uh, dude? Because he is—he's progressively minded. He's like always reaching for something new. Mm-hmm. Builds really dense sound out of a lot of different elements and samples and influenced by jazz influenced by jazz like yeah it's just a uh yeah just a very artistically minded evolution minded artist you know he's an event type guy event yeah Uh, the the lamar single the lamar feature the Mm -hmm. lamar album there's interesting things with releases like doing that like that unpolished one that just dropped and oh yeah yeah different kinds of things like that we doing movie soundtracks yeah yeah and he's really good too what he does his last album is something that you only listen to once and don't really (laughs) want to listen to again is he corny He's too. Eh. His last song was almost like theater kid stuff. Was like, yeah, oh, too, uh, that the those the those domestic faces. domestic sketches faces of Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, I as much as I like that album, I agree. It's I haven't really returned to it. Uh, as unlike his first couple records, I haven't been. I haven't really been paying attention to him since Darn came out. Oh, his it album. Up, uh, his album. Kid. Darn. Damn. <laughs> I'm a father now. I can't say that. that <laughs> toilet words. Darn. Uh, All right. Well, how about we just listen to these guys? And I think I know where this is going to go. <laughs> oh, you never know. Considering. You never know. But, uh, the, the human Oxford shirt or whatever his name is. He could go fucking well, uh, go eight Dave, for 11 uh, right now from downtown. Is it Dave Longstress or something like that? I don't know. That guy's got a I, brow. I like you. the guitar work. I know what you're like. It does feel sometimes like he's pulling too much from African music, but you know, and also I agree. No, it does. It, it can get very busy and with it's like 
choose one thing to, to like you can either do the crazy weirdo vocals or the weirdo guitar choose one or the other and then this might have been yeah. more manageable but anyways here is a little bit of temecula sunrise by the dirty projectors from ita orca Let's see if we can get a homeboy in here. Hold on. All right. All right. Can you imagine seeing that live? Like how embarrassing that is. To... <laughs> how do you think that guy would go over in Temecula? Oh, not well. It's like <laughs> metal militia you. country. Yeah, and then to uh, on the other side of that, here is Kendrick with the Blacker the Berry from To Pimp a Butterfly, the acclaimed record. Once I finish this witness, this will convey what I mean. I mean, it's evident that I'm irrelevant to society. That's what you're telling me. Penitentiary would only hire me. Curse me till I'm dead. Church me with your fake prophesizing that I'm a be just another slave in my head. Institutionalized manipulation and lies. Reciprocation of freedom only live in your eyes. You hate me, don't you? I know you hate me just as much as you hate yourself. Jealous of my wisdom and cards I dealt. Watching me at the. All right. Pretty good, pretty good. Pretty good. A little noisy, a little, uh, you know, a little angsty. Yeah, very much definitely. In the very politically, politically and socially minded. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a point in time where, like, every rapper that's, like, kind of our age or five, six years younger, they all listen to Nirvana. They all have that <laughs> angsty kind of, yeah. fucking listen to me. Yeah. Listen to my poetry. I must be heard. I must be fucking heard. <laughs> well, it worked. Sure did. I've always, we've said it for years. Hip hop's the real punk rock. <laughs> That's, That's true. true. Hip hop is the real punk rock. All right. I mean, probably not hard to guess where we're going with this, but uh, dirty projectors all the way. <laughs> all the way. As much as I was, a, am an apologist for them. I actually, for me personally, I voted Kendrick. Yeah, I voted Kendrick. Yeah, why not? All right, Kendrick Lamar, you're moving forward. Nice. All right. Let's skirt. Back to the East Coast, baby. Oh, this is a good okay. One. So we have quite the pretentious showdown. Right <laughs> yeah. Number three, Grizzly Bear versus Seed Six, Deer Hunter. Now, um, let me ask you this What Woodland... was the documentary Grizzly Man? Versus the movie Deer Hunter. Hunter. Who wins? Mm. I'm going to say Grizzly Man. Yeah, Grizzly Man for sure. Deer Hunter on second viewings or or an endurance watch. uh, Yeah, it doesn't quite. What's homeboy's name? Timothy Treadwell. Yeah. 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 Well, both these bands suck. So (laughs) (laughs) moving on. I disagree. Well, we know your feelings. Due diligence. I like Deer Hunter. Adrian, too. What, give us the little rundown on uh, on Grizzly Bear. Yeah, I'm not, Grizzly I'm Bear. A, I like. I'm not much of a Grizzly Bear uh, guy, but I respect them. But I feel like you you could give us a, you know, what's your case here? Yeah, they uh, you know, they're 
kind of a folksy, more folksy oriented, but they have the same kind of, you know, experimenting with certain kind of sounds, kind of, they have the kind of down tempo or, uh, you know, kind of downbeat kind of minor chord thing that Radiohead has going. They're also a band that's evolved over the years, over their, their records. They're a band that got a lot of recognition and hype, particularly after their, you know, their third record came out and uh, two weeks um, that single blew up and so they're a big product of a hype machine as similarly to Radiohead you know culturally uh, or critically beloved and they you know they they developed a, their sound and uh, I think the the main thing that sticks to me is the that connects them with Radiohead besides you know the, the experimenting with with the, the evolution is uh, the vocals, because yeah. he he definitely has the kind of, uh, you know, angelic kind of vocal thing going on that's similarly Tom York. Um, and then like, you know, they, they do value their production and they do value a lot of the, the soundscaping of it. I think earlier on, it's a little bit more open and then it gets a little bit more dense as they move forward in their career and it gets a little bit more riffy, a little bit more angular at some at points but you know they they're definitely one of those pop experimentalists you could say that uh that puts them right there right in line with with uh, radiohead yeah i agree and um definitely when Noah was talking about how like you know, there's got to be a certain kind of trajectory for these bands to to get that tag and i feel like yeah the um the development between yellow house which gave them a lot of you know clout and um a lot of popularity and then the kind of the jump to more mm-hmm. kind of bigger more kind of maximalist sound of the one like the one after that what's Beca- it called Beca-demist. Beca-demist. yeah Beca-demist. yeah like that is, that i feel like that was a very radiohead move and mm-hmm. i feel like yeah that really exposed them to a lot more bigger audience and yeah i got people kind of thinking about them and like throwing that throwing that label around American radio and stuff. So definitely. Yeah. Very, very, uh, very interesting. I liked yellow house a lot. I, it was one of my sleepy time albums when I was in college <laughs> and then I probably stopped listening to them because I really, I'm not really that familiar with the, any of their other output after that. Yeah. The only two ones are the horn of plenty and the yellow one, but anyways, yeah. Uh, Noah, care to? I mean, it seems like you've made your opinions uh, clear. I like Grizzly Bears as they went a little bit better. I thought Yellow House was whatever, more of the same kind of freak folk almost. Yeah. Just doing too much indie rock. I think the uh, Shields is a pretty good album. Yeah. Uh, I say it was pretty good. Um, you know, that's about it. Didn't really move the needle. And what about Deer Hunter? Well, fuck. Speaks for themselves. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, I'll make the case. We were Deer talking Hunter. about Deer Hoof, right? <laughs> can we, re- also can we replace them? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a big oversight, actually. Yeah, they could have no. slotted in here for sure. These guys are like the young guns. To me, these guys like grew up on Radiohead. They're not even, yeah. they'll never transcend. You know, kill your idols, kids. Yeah. <laughs> they grew up on Radiohead, but then like, claim that they actually like the bands that influence radiohead more yeah. than they like radiohead you know i i don't know about that i mean i think i think they were like kind i'm, of I'm like a way bigger teenage fan club fan actually <laughs> there's certain pointy headedness to both of these bands i think i think that's why it's a good like face off it's certainly uh music for 
English majors to make out to kind of thing. But, you know, Deer Hunter, I think certainly they're more experimental than Grizzly Bear. They Mm -hmm. it's kind of the flip of it where it's like they they take the experimenting more serious and harder. Um, But they also have a pop sensibility. You know, they're especially, well, the the song that we'll play from Microcastle is, you know, uh, that one of their more poppy records. But, you know, it's it's definitely in line with, with Radiohead in terms of, guitar based experimentalism yeah. guitar based ambient sounds you know uh there's a lot of um, texture textures going on yeah. his vocals also similarly um you know kind Their of having the reality and then styling like, like pop form with like experimental aspirations you know yes. and then volleying back between those things like between albums also between mm-hmm. songs with the album so yeah we're using their band name and you know, all lowercase one word is the closest to Radiohead, I would suppose. Radiohead, mm. Deer, Deer Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Besides TV on the radio, which has part of it. Part of it, literally part of the name. It's not one word. Yeah. Mm. Um, I got to say, Deer Hunter is a, because of the show, is a great discovery for me. Like, I always thought they were a little too difficult and pretentious. I didn't really yeah, want to yeah. get into it, but, um, I listen to this stuff now it's definitely like shit i dig now you yeah. know like it's like it has kind of like you know the english 4ad vibe to it it's very woozy you know it's very bedroomy and garagey at the same time you know and it kind of like i didn't really know that about them you know i kind of mm-hmm. dismissed them um early on so yeah and well in another band that had a lot of hype around them a lot yeah, of hype totally. before their first record dropped event releases so, yeah event releases for sure i think as time has gone on, they've become less so, but, you know, still in those early years, we're definitely uh, a huge indie rock band and huge uh, event, indie rock event every time we released a record. Yeah. But uh, how about we listen to a couple of these tracks? So first we'll play the, probably the most well-known Grizzly Bear song at this point. It's been, you know, played ad nauseum on every kind of show, every, you know, it's been in movies, it's been on commercials. Uh, it's called Two Weeks, and it is by the band Grizzly Bear. It's been two weeks since you looked at me. <laughs> no, no. That's, Island, a, Island, that's a different yeah. one. <laughs> I'm the Canadian radio here. Wait, this is them? <laughs> this is the Grizzly Bear song. You know it i think those vocals are definitely very morrissey-esque which i think was yeah. tom york you know sounds like a lazy version of like a dr dre synth line or something huh <laughs> that's interesting here okay so that's grizzly bear a good pretty good song and here is i would say don't give your boss your two weeks just yet fella <laughs> uh, okay well here oh, is that song here is a little bit of agoraphobia from Deer Hunter from their record Microcastle. And uh, here we go. Here's a little bit of that. All 
There you have Deer Hunter. Nice. Nice, nice. nice. All right. Who advances? Who advances, guys? Oh, who cares? I don't have a vote. In. I don't got to. <laughs> no, that's just fine. You got to fill it out. You got to fill it in. You got to have an opinion, man. I don't got a deer in this fight. <laughs> <laughs> or a bear. I'll go with uh, out of the two boring boys, I'll go with Grizzly Bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I had Deer Hunter, uh, and that's kind of more personal preference. I feel like they're hype. I mean, Grizzly Bear is probably a bigger band, but like I, that can't be like that, that can't that be my be, determining I mean, factor. Yeah. 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 Um, I would say Harvey? Kind of Deer Hunter, in terms of Who having that bigger? experimental fragile sound that Radiohead also encompasses. Yeah, I'm going to go with Deer Hunter. Yeah. I think, yeah, well, I would say Grizzly Bear is probably the bigger band in, yeah. in terms of uh, the bigger animal popularity. I mean that, oh, <laughs> well, oh, 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 that was everywhere. That part, the oh, oh that. Wait, who wins in the fight? could go anywhere without hearing that. Who wins in the fight, a Grizzly Bear or a Deer Hunter? Man versus... <laughs> probably the animal. hunter because well, they're the hunting hunter's the wrong animal so they're probably not prepared oh, that's, a bear. True. that's a good point yeah i don't know i've, I've voted grizzly bear on this one i just felt more yeah. sensible I mean, choice but uh that's, honestly that's probably the better man to advance i mean even though i voted the other way but so we're gonna put grizzly bear in there all right yes <laughs> i feel, and also in my and like i said this turned to be a determining factor in my research they probably came up the second most mm-hmm. um to be kind of labeled that okay well there you go the uh grizzly bear a r h all right what's next all right now closing it out got some heavy hitters we got the two and the seven going head to head on the west coast we got la's tool v la by way of chicago's Kanye West. Very interesting matchup. Probably the most interesting matchup. Probably the most controversial matchup of the night. Oh, definitely. How can you be so heartless? (laughs) (laughs) True. But we had to do it. (laughs) Kanye was a a late ad. He came in, not in the wild card, but he was definitely on the bubble. We had to kind of sort through some, some thorny things with him. Mm-hmm. Why? Why him? He's he's just a huge artist, and he's always yeah pushing the, the boundaries of his sound, incorporating yeah. different things, making one of the biggest albums, one of the biggest event artists too, a huge event artists. Yeah. To my indifference, that's one of the reasons <laughs> I spoiler alert have never cared about Kanye West. I find him exhausting in wow. terms of like when he releases shit, how he does it. I feel like it is never like the late registration or anything no because i met a really annoying kid in college who was way into it and i was like well if this guy's into it no thanks <laughs> i'm into real hip-hop well, you could say the uh, same about tool right <laughs> oh, oh well, yes. yeah yeah well for sure we'll get to that <laughs> but, um, anyways i i hate to cast the surges on kanye but yeah i mean what do you guys have you hate before? to put, uh, i think of that anyone can be cast about his music versions. about his music well, <laughs> okay okay music. okay, okay. Can't, this is one time you you literally cannot separate the art. Oh wait, the okay. Artist. I have a question. <laughs> they are tied together. Forever. What is the one thing that you're the biggest fan of that you would never want to associate with its fans? You know, 
So like, like a fan or a thing. The just thing like the that you're a fan of, but you would have the worst uh, feeling about being aligned with the actual maybe fandom. Maybe. Like Adrian, what's your Star Wars or something? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I was going to say Star Wars. Yeah, those fucking nerds are pretty bad. I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, um, Tool, probably. Um, okay, this is no, probably being a Warriors fan, uh, other Ooh. Bay Area sports fans. <laughs> oh, yeah, not that's Warriors true. fans. Yeah. Not and Warriors me fans. Me and Noah, we're, we're Lakers, Lakers fans. No, yeah. but not Everyone's, Warriors fans. Yeah. But the 49ers and Giants fans that go along oh. with being a Raiders fan a lot of time. So the larger Bay Area sports a, fans, I cannot fan. get yeah. down Warriors with that fans. shit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not Warriors. That's not what I'm saying. But yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think what it would be for me. Maybe like like Martin Scorsese because it's like <laughs> like yeah that guy's a gangster. <laughs> yeah, you can have some fun with it though. But yeah, that's good. That's a good. One. <laughs> or he's like all like broed out. The potted. The fans that don't understand that <laughs> yeah. it's not yeah, positive. These are bad. These are bad people. <laughs> yeah, these are not positive. These are fragile males <laughs> that you should not aspire to be. <laughs> What do you mean? I, well, I got to be Henry Hill. I got to be uh, okay, uh, wax guys. Uh, <laughs> like the whack people. All right. What's next? Yeah. <laughs> we we got to vote. <laughs> we also got to talk, about, we to talk about We're not even done talking about Kanye. Yeah. What, so, why Kanye, folks? So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. big hype. Event big album for event sure. album experiments through, uh, throughout uh, his his discography yeah. pushes the pushes the envelope as much as it can um kind of avant-garde avant-garde yes hot pop success at the same time yeah kind of the mix of of high art and low art and and pop and kind of you know your interdisciplinary know. shit your, too, your aunt knows who he is <laughs> whether it be your aunt does music or his statements on well, Whatever. she didn't used to like him, and now she really likes him. Yeah, no, he's on. It's her favorite now. <laughs> now I say they were not supposed to like him. I don't know. <laughs> I like that Kane West. Tell me what to like, and I'll like it. Tucker, tell me what to like. Uh, and okay, so well, I we've talked. We were talking. We're talking about fans. Tool is definitely a band whose fans are. Very, yeah, very was huge evangelistic. Well, about them. the yeah. uh, what was it called? The band name is the warning about their fans. <laughs> so, like, I mean, when you, the... they have an actual song about how they're knowing their own fans are, right? So, what was the two thousands one? Lateralis. Lateralis. Yes. What was it? Lateralis. Lateralis. That one ripped through our friend group too. For yeah, hard. that one. Yeah, put a big old hole. I like, um, know the CD fits <laughs> into the last generation CD player. <laughs> honestly, honestly, That's no, true. you joke. But there was a there was people that mean that is knew. the last CD and that, was that I the bought last... at a Best Buy. <laughs> Probably, Probably the last still, CD yeah. they ever put in their car seat and just never took it out. It was just like, I'm a Tool fan. Oh, what else? Do Tool. I like Tool. Tool is the band. <laughs> it's I a one like. stop shop. There is, they <laughs> exactly. are the band. I Which like. Radiohead was too for a lot of Radiohead did that true. a lot too. That's why Tool's on this list. Probably just fanatical fans following, you know. They had Spacey kind of the embraced kind of the seventies vibe. They had the, the uh, frog, all the you know? all their songs sound the same thing lobbied at them. Do you remember that when that was like a thing for like big bands? 
Oh, like, they all don't. their songs sound cool. the same. I mean, it's like, yeah, they're they're bad, gonna but... have trouble beating those <laughs> allegations. Like, yeah, no, but that's like, like it's a dumb criticism. But like, it is. I remember I think people a band should sound lazy, like themselves, yeah. but I also anyone who yeah. says that about Tool, I'm like, no, you you're literally. But then they were it's a band the with a bunch riff. of songs where it's like, wait, maybe you should change it up. <laughs> yeah, it's you got like 14 much. fucking yeah. songs on this album. Have like this album's riffs. like two and a half hours long. Right. Yeah. They have, yeah, like, have like eight riffs. And then they mix them up and then they, you know, sometimes they play it on the bass, sometimes they play it on the guitar, and then they call it good. I know peace. Well, since you yeah. want to hear it so bad, let's yeah. uh <laughs> let's jump in here. So uh first of all, let's hear from the aforementioned tool. Here is just that song that Noah was singing, and uh, it is called Schism from Lateralis. Schism. Lateralis, schism. <laughs> Let's taste of some yeah. music. They Let's shred. The they definitely shred. Here's some of the bubbles, I think. Definitely got like the that. kind of haunted vibes too going there. Yeah, definitely. Radiohead has that. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, here is a bit from "Runaway" by Mr. Kanye West, uh, featuring Pusha T. I mean, if you ask me what the better song was, I'd probably have to go with Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, at this point, it pains me to say, but yes, I think I agree with that. In terms of voting, for me personally, as much as like I can see the argument for Kanye, and I get it, and then certainly you know I was a fan of his music up until a point, and uh, then you know he kind of went completely off the rails and kind of uh, retroactively shit all over his discography. But in re in reexamining this too, uh, I think Tool, I think holds up a lot better than I expected. And uh, I don't know. I think they just nail the vibe more. So I, I, I'm voting Tool on this, and that's that's my vote. Nice between a Tool and a Hard Place. Um, I'll go with Kanye just because I think he, he, the parameters I set out for being the American Radiohead. I think he checks almost the most boxes. That's fair. That's fair. Caleb. Yeah, I would think you. in terms of big sound. Uh, fanatical following, just like pretty good underground following as well as above ground, you know, major publication following and everything. Probably Tool. I'm going to go with Tool. And, you know, I find a lot about Tool cringy, but I got some riffs. Kanye, can't really say that. 
Tool and Kanye could go announce a tour together at any moment, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about. That. I don't know. I don't know Maynard's feelings on the t- Jewish tour people. with other bands who sound like Tool. <laughs> uh, I have seen them live, actually. Now that I think about it, and uh, it was pretty good. All right. Well, there you go. There's the that caps our West Coast. Uh, should nice. we move on to the East and finish her off with our big uh, Battle of the yep. Baltimores? Battle of the Baltimore. All right. Coming in number two seed overall in the East, Animal Collective versus Beach House. This is a good matchup. This is a good matchup. It's a really good matchup. Two kind of different vibes, I would say, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. What say you? Would make your case for Animal Collective, your favorite band? <laughs> well, Animal Collective does hit a lot of the uh, points that I made about being the American Radiohead. Well, there's a progression there. There's a time where they were considered one of the best bands on the internet, if not in the real world. They do. They definitely don't pass any type of. I guess they came close with crossover with like uh, my girls. That Mary song Weather off Post, of uh, yeah. Mary Weather Post Pavilion, but like nobody's aunt knows who uh, Animal, Animal Collective is. I would say, you know, I just don't think. I don't know. Less said about Animal Collective, the better. Beach House is my favorite discovery of this whole project, so I'm voting for Beach House. Wow! Already jumping in with the uh, vote before you even hear them. Yeah. Know. Okay, fair enough. I well, <laughs> just to, just to kind of jump in here about Animal Collective, I think the reason that they deserve to be on here is because I mean, yes, they they are a big indie band. They're very much a hype band. We've talked, you know, we covered them extensively in our earlier trilogy. If you want to learn more about them, go listen to those. But yeah, I think that they had their career. You can see them evolve over, you know, over the the past fifteen years, twenty years. They've they're experimentalists in, in the same same vein as Radiohead. I think the difference is, is like once Radiohead made their King of Limbs, they kind of got it out of their system, whereas Animal Collective kind of ran with their King of Limbs and were like, oh, let's just get noisier. Let's get yeah. weirder. Let's get yeah. much more hectic. Uh, in well, a way. Animal Collective has the post Animal Collective. Like, are these guys frauds? <laughs> they have that. Uh... <laughs> a reassessment kind of thing. Yeah, reassessment, fraudulent. I, Which I is uh, Mars Volta's lyric. Reassessment <laughs> fraudulent. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I won't go as far as that, but I definitely think that their latter albums have definitely maybe, you know, diminished their status as, as kind of the premier indie band of the moment. Nobody's then, listening to Animal Collective. Not as much anymore. But yeah. it, it, Beach House is also, I mean, similarly, another band that was, Heavily Everybody's listening to Beach House, right? Well, that's yes. Now that's the difference: is that Beach House has become almost mainstream. Not quite. I wouldn't say that they're mainstream, but they're almost there. People like, like you know, definitely a cool ant. If any of these bands, a cool ant would know Beach House because it's definitely very vibey, very, very sensual, vibey. very sassy. You know, it's very. Uh, As I said before, and kind of invented what we call vibes in the 2000s, 2010s, 2020s. Yeah. It's very like provocative. They're, they're like the spurs of this tournament. They just like kept their heads down and just <laughs> built this slow out. and low. Like one like of them might be a European. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Huh. 
No, but you know I'd say I mean? her just voice like has that key, powerful, baby. vulnerable, like, I'm a loser, wallflower. Life is overwhelming, but I'm going to belt out some a great song. And mm. Yeah. Also catchy. Yeah. I Victoria don't know. Victoria Legrand. Yeah. I don't know. I slept on uh, Beach House, and I, I got to say, they're, they're my... Uh, cinderella story of this tournament for sure yeah i mean i i've always liked beach house i don't know if i got annoyed by them but i got they're kind of everywhere for a little bit and much like radiohead yeah and but they're like a band that like you could accuse them of sounding like themselves and but they do it in a way where there's there's enough variation between albums and they kind of but they're cool because they'll you know they'll kind of expand their sound on one album and then kind of retract that expansion mm-hmm. maybe incorporate something more like minor elements like they, to it it's, it's like a it's a contrast and or you know and a mm-hmm. expansion you know yes kind of always it's the light with it loud quiet loud maybe yeah yeah sort of i think it's kind of like an artist that's you know has a very specific color palette that they always use but then they'll use a different accent color for, yeah, for a yeah. different painting so yeah you know I maybe think, they're uh, always working in blues but then on this record they're throwing yeah. in orange and then on this record yeah. they're throwing in purple and then on this record right. maybe they're taking out more than that like you're saying yeah. maybe it's pared down so but tonally it's like kind of in the same hue you know mm-hmm. um, oh always always yes yeah you uh, know you know a beach house song just from a couple exactly. of notes mm-hmm. yeah an artist they reminded me of on this listen which is some young folks would probably think is a uh, 2000 type Radiohead band, but uh, Kate Bush, I felt like mm-hmm. Beach House has a bit of a Kate Bush vibe. They're definitely channeling kind of that lush sort yeah. of um, yeah, Kate, chambery. Kinda. Kate Bush is like the uh, 2020s Radiohead. I think. <laughs> She doesn't even have to make new music. <laughs> That's how good she is. Yeah. She predicts so the future. Picked up by a Netflix series, and yeah. Yeah, it's off to the races. Much like Big Boy, we are all in. But they uh, day vibe. I would say that they're up there with some heavy hitters. They're just kind of also and yeah. narcotic and just yeah. Sick. Interestingly enough, my bloody the, Valentine, maybe or oh for sure. The interestingly enough, the only artist on here that's been sampled by one of the other artists. Oh, who what? sampled who? Wait, Kendrick. Frank Ocean. Oh, Kendrick. No, Kendrick on Money Trees. Kendrick Beach House. Beach House. Yeah, it's Sick. great. A great, great sample. I mean, and Beach House has been sampled by The Weeknd. So, you know, not only are they like, uh, there, there's some cross pollination there, you know, which is interesting. Yeah. And I think Radiohead also similarly had some cross pollination with like electronics and, and bringing in some, you know, more uh, beat minded things coming in and, and such. So. Um, there's some some through line there, but but yeah, I think this is an interesting matchup. I will say that in talking, I think that you've you've switched my vote here. I I originally had Animal Collective, but mm. I might I think I'm switching to Beach House. I think I got to go Beach House on this. Well, we yeah. got to listen first. We got to do our due diligence. Yeah, I yeah. I okay. I'll make my decision after we listen. But we can't call you, the game. You're swaying but- me here. You're swaying me pretty hard. So. Here we go. Here is, first of all, we're here a little bit of Animal Collective. So here is some of Fireworks from Strawberry Jam, another one of their highly acclaimed records. And here's a bit of that. I've been eating with the 
All right, some some weirdos, some weirdo stuff there. And going into the more sensual Silver Soul by Beach House. Very dreamy from Teen Dreams. Here we go. Here is Beach House. See if we can get some verse in here because it's pretty killer on this song. Another singer that could go toe to toe in terms of that soaring thing. Sure. I feel like Radiohead might be chasing them a little bit oh. <laughs> <laughs> on their last album. Kind of sounds like Moon that type pool. of, yeah, yeah kind of shoegazy, went more shoegazy, that way. guitar, yeah. kind of atmosphere, yeah. yeah, yeah, very, very ballads, uh, sensuous, all ballads all the time. All right, who's going forward? I'm well, going to Beach House. You already called your shot, Babe Ruth style. So, yep. you I know, think Caleb, it's, yeah, it's your, it's your thoughts. We believe, baby. Beach House. All right. And uh, as I was saying before, I think you've swayed me. I think I, I was in Anco and now I'm uh, a Beach House. So, whoa. There you go. Beach House, it is. That is the upset of the brackets. The Sorry. one upset. Yeah. Wow. Seven knocking a two out. So if this podcast has taught us anything, like Animal Collective is whatever. (laughs) Well, go back to our Animal Collective series and listen to anything I have to say on there to know how. (laughs) I still like them. I don't know. I know. I know. Hey, when we saw them live, it it was great. The Beer NATO will always have their live. What what was that? 2010 or 2012 or 13, 12. Yeah, who knows? Drunken good times. That was a great time. That was a good show. I'm glad right. we did it. What's next? All right. Well, well, let's break it. Let's uh let's break down the elite yeah, eight. Let's and break down the these fuck matches. out of here. Yep. All right, Caleb, want to do the honors? All right. So the elite eight is will be on the west. You got the flaming lips. V the Mars Volta. Whoa. They match. must have toured together, right? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe some Very sort of question. festival package. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then you have the Kamar <laughs> versus Tool. Oh, interesting. Interesting yeah, matchup. That's an interesting matchup. I don't know how to score that one, but <laughs> over on the east, got Wilco V TV on the radio. Another interesting matchup. Yeah. Who's top build? Festival Wilco or TV? Who gets well based Wilco. on our rating? Wilco's number one seed, so they would be yeah. top build. But probably but TV, TV would be in the second festival. line. Yeah, they'd be the second same. line. Yeah, you know the second size text. Yeah, they'd be like a foot of forty-eight. Yeah. Wilco would be a sixty-four or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and then you got Deer Hunter. No Grizzly Bear. Right? Oh, I'm sorry, Grizzly Bear. You wish, bro. <laughs> Can we just get Deer Hunter? Come on. I was gonna Oh, Grizzly Bear got uh, they got suspended for gunplay. <laughs> <laughs> All 
they pulled the John Moret. Um, Grizzly Bear V Beach House. That's gonna be a good one. That's a blowout. That <laughs> I say good one. That was a blowout. I like the blowout. So. I think it's gonna be that's a good matchup. I think those two bands, yeah, of all of these matchups, that that one probably well. I think the first and the last matchups here are the ones that make a lot of sense. And then these two middle ones are uh, interesting. Going to yes. spark some good conversations. So. so, yeah, that's our lead eight. Uh, you got Flaming Lips versus Mars Volta, Kendrick Lamar versus Tool, Wilco versus TV on the radio, Deer Grizzly Bear versus Beach House. Yes. He yep. really wants that Deer Hunter. No, Send us your ballots. We'll compare them. Yeah. We'll see what you guys think. I'm interested to see what other people's uh, ballots shake out to be. All right. Who we got going? All right. Well, that's our uh, that was our marathon episode. As we know, the tourney has shrunk in terms yes. of the size of contestants. Uh, contestants. So the subsequent episodes will be a little more exciting, faster moving. So thank you for sticking with us while we uh, sorted all this out. That was the sweet sixteen. Join us next week for the uh, lead eight, baby. Uh, thank you to Kiki. For our theme song, most times. Thank you to Adrian for our theme song, these times. Um, and also for all your production work. Thank you, Noah, for keeping things moving and uh, being our sports bracket expert. And uh, I want all you all listeners to go check out our website. That's wackerslaps.com. You can also find your bracket there. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials at wackerslaps. Talk some shit via email at wackerslaps at gmail.com. Send us your hate mail. All you Kanye stands. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us on this uh, this new format. I'm really enjoying it so far, and I hope you do too. So thanks again for listening. For Noah and Adrian, I'm Caleb, and this has been Wacker Slaps. And as always, we leave you with the burning, burning question. Who is the American Radiohead. Sweet. Bye. It weren't it an indie rock band. On the American Motorhead. <laughs>